0: Life for them. oh we are life. we are life. wow oh my god this is so nostalgia since like we have been doing the uh non-video version of this for like a million years by the way everyone should get a copy of this book this is john's book and then i'm very lucky to be one of the contributor to it and please buy this book
1: yeah and I just—I'm introducing you to Wiley today too. So hopefully you'll have a—you're yeah,
0: the best
1: a Hopefully you'll have a book published by Wiley soon enough. You probably totally. deserve to have a book published by Wiley more than me. So you're—you've you're, you interviewed a lot. No, 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 no. You've—you've you, you've interviewed some amazing, amazing people over your career. So
0: today we're the doing caliber- the
1: calendar. yeah the cal- yeah, the, 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 the cal yeah now we're going backwards apparently with your your guys. you went all the way from the top down to the bottom so
0: on true okay so john i need to give you like a formal introduction so john is a co-founder of future proof which is focused on helping brands build the future communities for tomorrow future proof is your trusted partner in navigating the digital frontier of the future and a trust partner of the world's number one roblox builder he is the author of That's the right amazon number one bestseller the future of community which is focused on how brands and creators can leverage web 3 ai and emerging technologies to make more money before entering the Web three space, he spent twenty plus years in various executive positions at various Fortune one thousand companies, including KPMG, PwC, J P Morgan, and the Walt Disney Company. He is also uh, he also holds an MBA in entertainment from the University of Southern California. Okay, wow! I haven't I've never really read your resume before, but you you have done so much.
1: Sounds impressive, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, like you forgot the Mark Cuban part. You work at him. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Cuban, yeah, Mark the... Cuban. Exactive, But yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: And then he yelled at me once. I only really I only I did I didn't really interact with him much, but the one time I did interact, I had to present him a I did I spent like probably a week and a half preparing this 15-page proposal. And then right I started to present it. I thought this was my big chance. And then after the first slide, he's like, if you're going this direction, the answer is no. I was like oh wow all right i guess this presentation's over so it was like going to it was a scene out of shark tank kind of defeating yeah. but my ceo kind of my ceo at the time set me up because he's like oh this is your big opportunity to do great work i'm going to let you present to the cuban so if the pre- presentation went well he would obviously take credit for it if it went bad then obviously it's just going to reflect on me so it's kind of it was kind of the perfect setup so but it was cool it was cool our cuban it's funny he i think he's seen so much he can literally make a decision these, these these really these really successful business people. I think they've seen it all. They they that's why they're probably successful. They probably can make a decision within less than thirty seconds. They just know.
0: For sure. Well, okay. So enough about Mark Cuban. So you are the expert of community building. So I'm always so fascinated by. Okay. So let's start with one of the most like famous things you've done. In my eye, is the web3 community right so like back in time you guys sold a company to another company um of your community company right so i wonder so like there's a lot of um people that are listening have you know they're in a different sector maybe like in in the b2b SaaS community or like they're in venture capital people wanted to kind of like create a community for people who are using their product or like early in in a certain sector how would you go about like you know building an offline community or online community to you know how would you just go about it
1: i think i think the key is you have to you have to look at the pain point what what is it that you know what is that that pain point what is that problem you're trying to solve so when I entered the, the web three space three years ago and started to build a community on LinkedIn, I really took the angle of, Hey, I'm going to be that bridge between the web two and this new web three world. So a lot of it was focused on education, educating the web two people. Cause I was educating myself as well. I didn't, I didn't know ton, really a ton about the web three and these, all these new technologies. So I decided to take people on that journey with me and really be sort of that that on ramp. So I think it's 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 helping solve that pain point. The pain point was I think education really for a lot of these people is like figuring out, you know, what what did it, what what did, what is this new world and how is this going to affect me? I think uh, I mean I think that was the big thing, and then secondarily, as I was starting to really sort of build my community it was the the ethos of web three was shifting the balance of power from these big companies to smaller creators. So really being Mm -hmm. an advocate for, for creators. So I think it, it comes from a point of empathy, compassion, understanding, you have to break it down to its most Mm -hmm. core level, which is understanding other humans look around you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how I successfully built a community is just being human. Really, really trying to help as many people as possible i think that's how you build a great communities, help people really it's it's i mean if you look at politicians and you know they're successful it's it's about helping the small guy i mean mm-hmm. most people are not rich i mean really the reality is whether you know most people are not rich they're you know they're just, just trying to just work every day and pay their bills and i think that's the way to really build a strong community is just really think about everybody around you as opposed to just a small group of people. I mean, you can build a really elite community or whatever, and that's fine too, you know, uh, but that's not, that's not, that's not my approach. So I think if you really want to build a really strong and powerful community, I think it needs to be really about helping as many people in this world as possible. So that, that was the approach mm-hmm. I took. Uh, I think, I think there's a lot of work to be done. So a lot of the people that said they were trying to help other people, creators and and help help the you know the world around us they've left I think they were in it for selfish reasons and then there's a few of us left so it's good though it's sort of weeded out a lot of the bad apples so
0: yeah well okay hi Gwen uh so we have an audience there that I just wanted to say hi I mean we have a lot of audience but this audience coming I just want to say say hi but anyway so I wonder, like, you know, when you first started the community breakfast, you were kind of essentially, it was like a self-funded event at the Soho house. And then you eventually got like, I went to your breakfast. It was awesome. It was like fully packed and um, you know recently I'm working on my first event which you are obviously invited um, for my podcast in yeah. like February 15 we're super lucky to partner with a great VC firm and we're going to announce this soon but anyway so the TLDR is like okay you have the space and then after you after you land the space after you land um, some support from people I wonder like how would you actually make the event good because your event is like super powerful and then I met so many people like in the business just by attending the Yeah. Club. I wonder how do you like kind of like do a mixture of like different type of people or industry people to kind of like shape the event.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a great question. So obviously you have a sponsor, so obviously you're going to they have certain KPIs they want to hit, right? So whether mm-hmm. you know, we've done a few we've done a few Uh, VIP dinners with Benwick and West. They obviously, Mm -hmm. they're a big law firm. They obviously want VCs in the room. They want founders because they're looking for new clients. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that's step one. So step one is like, all right, usually if you have a sponsor, and like a lot of mine were funded by my former employer. So there's obviously certain KPIs there as well, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I guess the step one is just... uh, kind of identifying those people in your network first, whatever, you have all your connections and then you have to lean in. I mean, the the key to these successes, like I've had amazing people in my network that have another group of people that they invite. So, so -hmm. Justin uh, Shagaro, co-author of my book, co-founder of my company, Future Proof, co-host of NFT Heat Mm -hmm. uh, TV show. Mm -hmm. He's been great because he, I had more of the brand relationships. He had more of the creative uh, relationships. So that always like was fun because you bring the creative uh, people in the same room as the brands, and then you know I, I had a few other partners that would bring in you know maybe the VCs, so um, and investors and things like that. So I mean that always makes it a fun room. I think you want to create a room where people are meeting people that normally wouldn't be interacting with uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's a thoughtfully curated room. I think that's where the the magic happens. So Mm -hmm. I think you have to lean in on your network. So if you invited me to your, you know, you're gonna invite me, if you invite me to your event, then I would probably be able to invite some people that maybe are completely outside and would be a great addition Mm -hmm. to your event. Uh, That's, you know, Justin Johnson, who used to work at Moonpay. Now he works at Acorns. He's amazing. His network is insane. I, I really love to get him involved. He always invites just people that I just don't have access to. He's he was a creator manager, at Meta, so I, I've I've started to interact a lot with the people in his world. So I think it's it's finding. I think the key is like you have your network, but you need to find three, four, five other people that you really trust that have amazing networks and get them involved and have them invite their people, and then the magic happens. So that's that's mm-hmm. the typically. The way to create it so i'm going to be doing an event in three weeks with our, our roblox partner here there's a big gaming conference here in los angeles at ca seg 3 and we are going to be having about 50 people in the mm-hmm. room so it'll be a mix obviously our roblox partner wants a lot of mm-hmm. brand cmos uh aging uh, agency people there so they'll they'll be in the room and then there will be a mix of some other people that'll, will that will complement that because you 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 have your KPIs, but you also want the room to be kind of fun, too. So you want you, th- you want to mm-hmm. throw in a mix. It's different. And you, here's the other thing, too, you have to realize is sometimes even though you're like, OK, we want to just meet a bunch of CMOs. A lot of times it's somebody that's like that's not a CMO, but has access to those people, too. So mm-hmm. with networking and Communities, community building communities it's 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 a layered proposition i think you want good energy good vibes so it's it's uh i mean i've been i've done over 30 events now so i have i have a fairly mm-hmm. good on a ha- uh good handle on who who to invite who not to invite but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's who
0: i mean who uh, not to invite yeah <laughs> i I would yeah, who not to invite
1: yeah 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 there's certain people you don't want to invite trust me on this one
0: <laughs> like what's like how should we filter out that how do you define like who's like uh, I mean I don't say anyone in particular let's just go about no no them. I
1: wouldn't say anybody in particular no I just I just think people that are there to yeah that are just are not are awkward maybe just uh, are just there for themselves you know you want people there that are just want to interact and be cool people it's yeah yeah I mean I, I don't have anybody specific in mind as I'm saying this but uh you know it's, it's it's all about fit so you, you just kind of know after a while who, who to invite it's just like planning a dinner right so it's like all right i'm, I'm inviting my i'm inviting my best friend and my other best friend and then you know mm. you don't want to just invite some random person you know that's what i guess that's what i'm saying so um mm. it just I wonder... creates a different vibe but yeah but it but yeah yeah but it's 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 fun it's it's i, I enjoy the process uh It's amazing what happens inside these rooms. I just, uh, I just was on a podcast or LinkedIn Live last week. And one of the people, the, the person that is interviewing me, he found, he found a job at one at the breakfast you were at. He found a job. He got a job from that. So how crazy is that?
0: Yeah, like how, I guess, like, I wonder, you know, like when you are thinking about the mixture of the people, right? There is um, definitely, you know, different people are looking for different things. Like, you know, investors maybe looking for the hot startups, and then, you know, startups are looking for investments. <laughs> so, but like, you also don't want to create an environment that's kind of like toxic. Like everyone's chasing for a job. Like I, it's great if someone network into a job or like it's a fit, but like you don't really want people to be like, hey, right, hey, right, for me. Um, Yeah. I mean, you you know, you don't want to, yeah,
1: yeah, you care. Right. You don't want, yeah. You don't want to create an event where you have a bunch of VCs and then you have like 20 people that are looking for jobs and they're just begging them for jobs. Right. That's the wrong vibe. Right. So, I mean, it it comes to curation. I think it's just really thoughtfully going through the list. Usually I, when I I work with a partner is like, I'll give them the guest list as well. I want to make sure it's vetted. So I think it's, it comes down to communication, just really having Multiple people involved in the decision making process. I don't think you should just do it in a vacuum. Uh, it's about community. It's about bringing people together. So I think if you have the right partners, then it becomes very easy, very quickly. You have an amazing network, though. So I, I find it hard to believe that you would have, you know, you know, a, 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 an event with the uh, the wrong energy and vibe. I'm sure. I'm sure it's amazing. You've you've been around enough to know who to invite, who not tonight. You probably understand exactly what you want in your head you probably have a a general idea of what a dream type event would be so i would say one thing i will say is i've done i've done evening events dinners i've done more breakfasts though i like the breakfasts and i'll tell you why i like the breakfasts for a couple reasons first off you're, you're not dealing with alcohol which is great so people are fresh they're focused you don't have that uh Extra, you know, kind of like influence in in it, and also like alcohol is expensive too. So just from a budgetary uh, uh, stand, you know, it's 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 a lot cheaper. But then, two breakfast, you know, you know, you know, typically you don't have like loud music you're dealing with. People can come there and interact. So the Mm -hmm. format we're going to do for the breakfast here in Los Angeles, it'll be uh, we'll have like a a thirty minute fireside chat. It'll be just a lot of networking, Mm -hmm. couple hour event, boom boom. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, the breakfast, I think, is the move for me. That's that's what I hinge my reputation on. I'm going to double down on breakfasts for sure. <laughs> I think VIP Dinner, dinner's work as well. I think anybody can literally rent out a bar with some music and drinks. I think that's not that interesting to me, to be honest with you. it's It's just kind of – and honestly, the other thing, too, is, like, I don't really like those are always an evening. I, I don't really after a long day at work. I really don't want to go to just some random bar with like loud music and a bunch of people from like five to eight. You know, it's just like the breakfast. The breakfast too is really, it's a great way to start your day. People can usually fit that in before they start their work day. People, the energy's high. People have way more. Most people typically have better energy earlier in the day than later at night. So, there's just there's a lot of things that play to uh, your advantage by doing like a breakfast earlier or even I would even say, I think my other move may be more of like a a lunch, like a lunch. I think those I think those are the moves. I'm, mm. I'm, uh, the, the evening stuff is fine, but I, I've done it enough now to know what works breakfast for some reason, have the, the, the people. That's the one where people are the most excited. So, um yeah, I love I love daytime things. I think also there's an opportunity to do something, something even outside the box, which I kind of got the inspiration from Art Basel a couple of years ago when Ala Yoga they rented out a suite. Um, I forget what hotel was. I don't know. I think it was at the Edition. Actually, it was at the Edition in Miami. But they had a uh, they had like massages, facials. It was like a daytime installation. But I was like, that's such a great idea. You know, something focused on personal self uh, care. I thought that was a genius idea. I think there's just mm-hmm. ways to do something a lot more interesting now. I think people like that. I appreciate it. It, it played well for both uh, men and uh, and men and women. I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. Like the guys loved it probably even more than the women did, which is like counterintuitive. You'd be like, oh, guys don't want to go get facials and massages, guys mm-hmm. were loving it. I think more. I saw more guys there than women. Mm-hmm. and they give me okay. free clothes some swag and all that so anyways whatever i don't know i'm i'm, I'm rambling but uh there you go those, those are my thoughts on event curation
0: love that okay hi uh vanessa hi emily so emily has a question and says what days of the week do you think breakfast work my like i'm also curious about like you know when you're getting sponsors like you know um i was very fortunate to have the first event mostly covered and then like i wonder if you're going about this with no sponsor like i get this question a lot like how do people ask for sponsor even like you know even you have a sponsor for this event but like you're always like gonna ask for more for the future so i wonder how do you go about partner with people to make it mutually beneficial for both party and how do you how would you
1: I mean, at this point I've I've done so many of these events, they understand the value of my network. So mm. I think you have an amazing network. You've, you know, you've been in the VC world, you've had all these amazing guests. You're you're you probably have one of the best networks in the world, to be honest with you. Uh so you're
0: kind. Value. Can you just come on the you show know, every day.
1: I need to you want me to be, <laughs> oh, Yeah, but God. you do you want me to be Are your you manager for $0, your $0, $0,
0: events? $0, $0, $0, but anyway, keep no, going. No, but I'm
1: it. serious. Like no, but you're whoever's partner with you should literally pay for everything. So like you shouldn't be and none of it should be out of pocket, to be honest with you. None of it. So because that the access to your network is worth its weight in gold. It's it's you, you we're know, you're we're clicking this get like into extra value.
0: This is into a clip and yeah. then on TikTok. But anyway, keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but that's that's the way you position it. I've never had pushback from the right sponsors uh for that type of those type of events, so that's that's what we're doing with our, our Roblox partner. They see the value in our network. We're already delivering them amazing. We've we've already delivered them amazing people in our network for for deals. So that's the other thing that helps too. They've already we've already kind of validated in their eyes, like, hey, the quality of your network is amazing. We're already getting deals. It's turning into revenue. I mean, I think at the end of the day, your sponsor is going to want to figure out. Will these people in this room help us generate more money? That's it. That's it. So, and now your network's amazing. I mean let's let's be honest. I mean it's 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 dumb. You, you 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 your guest list is second to none. You obviously even beyond who you've had on on your show, just the people you've known over the last you know decade or so being in San Francisco. I mean you're you're right at the pulse of everything that's happening. So like that's like people like brands are and sponsors want to be working with people like yourself, because like, that's that trust me, because I I see it even now with our partner, our Roblox partner, because they're based in Europe, and they really are trying to break into America. So they see the value of our network in America, right? So that's, you know, don't underestimate the power of and the value of your network. And nobody should, everybody has probably super valuable communities and networks, they probably just need to take a step back and realize, okay, wait, this is the way i can potentially monetize it right so mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's uh it's it's a, and you know you can they're gonna have their kpis but you probably are going to be able to even add more value even beyond what they're initially looking at too so um whether you know whatever maybe Thank they're looking know. initially for clients but but yeah maybe they initially the initial clients but maybe they're going to start to realize oh wait like you have the, 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 a lot of them are like oh well, our kpis just like to find deals but all of a sudden, you have a room with potential candidates that could be working at the firm. Uh, you know, it's it's it, you know, there's there's like other ways to kind of layer what you can bring them, or or maybe they're an early startup and they're looking for investors, right? And all of a sudden, you have a room with investors. I mean, they're they're like, oh wow, I I just thought we were going to get some potential, uh, you know, revenue generating opportunities. Now we have potential investors, employees. I mean, it, it layers uh, itself very quickly. So. And you have that too, obviously. So, uh, so yeah, that's the way to level it up. You know, I think you'll greatly exceed their expectations. So, and they should pay for the whole thing. That's my that's my take on it.
0: You are so kind, and also the audience. I don't know who is LinkedIn user, but hello. Um, Anyway, so I wonder, like, when you know, one of the things that I find really impressive about your event and yourself is like you know you're able to turn them into a deal right like so you brought in a lot of deals for the past companies and i wonder um how do you make the transition from you know someone being um a high linkedin user um i don't know what why your name is not showing on my side but anyway so so i wonder how would you transition from let's say someone you meet at an event into a business partnership
1: Well I did I just did a post about this on LinkedIn today. I mean honestly, you just need you just need to develop a, a real relationship with people and then the deals will organically happen. So I really think that I think the best relationships is where you don't come in with any type of agenda. you just like meet cool people. I don't even I don't even like name tags. I mean some people are like, oh name tags I'm not into that, but be honest with you, it's annoying like I, I like to just go into a room and find good energy so I think that's that, that's the way I like the rule. Some people will disagree with it, but that's my approach. So I, yeah, I would just say develop real human relationships because if I really think about the deals that I've gotten done from LinkedIn, it's taken a long time. We connected and then like, you know, it it could take six months to a year. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. So I think you have to be patient, but you also have to build relationships in an authentic, genuine way. So that would be, that would be my take on it. So yeah, that's the way I found it. I mm-hmm. think, again, it goes back to that room, right? You, just a bunch of room like, oh, I just want to deal, you know, looking at a name tag. Oh, you're mm-hmm. like, that's what I hate so much about these conferences. People are looking at name tags like, oh, you're, oh, you, you don't work at Google. I don't want to talk to you. Like, that's so dumb. Like, it's, it, it's just a terrible way to network. I'm telling you, a lot of times you're going to get connected to the right people. If you just find good energy, just Develop real, authentic, genuine human relationships. The rest will take care of itself. Trust me on this one. Trust me. I, gotta yeah. be patient. You got it. You gotta be chill, 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 people, chill.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you are you like the Tony Robbins of wington right now? But anyway, <laughs> I love that. I have and, no idea. Um, I wonder. Like, you know, when you first started, Web three was a really new space. Um what were like the content that you were posting because I, the first time I discovered you was like, um, well, this is before we, Oh, by the way. Hi, Emily. Thank you. Okay. So by the way, so we're thinking like, Oh, like uh, Emily had a question about like, what, like what day in the week do you think breakfast would work?
1: It's a great question. I think, so we're going to do our breakfast on a Monday. I think Monday's good. Monday, Tuesday,
0: front end of the week. And do people show up on Monday? Monday, like people have like a board meeting or yeah. like something that they're like, Oh, hands or whatever. Yeah,
1: I, or I, you know, so when I did a lot of my breakfasts around, because a lot of times you'll do it around a big conference, whether it's whatever the right. NFC NYC, right. South yeah. by Southwest CS. You typically want to try and do it at the beginning of the conference because people will start going out late night, you know, it, it like the, the, they're they're obligated. They'll start meeting people, and then their calendar will just get even more jammed. So if you give them in the front end and make your thing like, hey, this is like the first thing that's happening. Almost own it. Like mm-hmm. some of that big boss energy. Just be like, all right, this is the first thing that's happening. So <laughs> this conference that's happening in in Los Angeles. It is uh you know it's a Monday Tuesday so we're gonna do it Monday we're gonna own it we're gonna just be like hey the first thing you're gonna do is come to our breakfast so it's uh. That's that's how we're doing it. I think I think Fridays are not good. Fridays are not good. So I would say stay away mm-hmm. from Friday at all. Like I just I don't think people. You could potentially. I mean, Friday's okay, but I I think earlier in the week. But if yeah, if it's if it's if it's if you're doing your uh your curated uh, event on like like on the side of a, a big conference, then try to do it at the beginning of it. That's my that's my advice but you know it's uh that that, i've I've tried it because i think i did one i did i learned that mistake because i did do one towards the end of one and just it's not as many people showed up the energy was bad but when you came to my breakfast in new york for nft nyc i believe that was right at the beginning of the conference that was insane i mean i'm pretty sure yeah yeah it was was insane there was and we were I think that room was supposed to hold 80 people. There, I feel like there was about 200 people in that room. So, mm-hmm. and, and Soho House told me they said we have never. They said they have never seen a breakfast with that kind of energy before. They said, and the, mm-hmm. that Soho House has been around 20 years, and they said that that was literally one of the top breakfasts they've ever seen. They've never seen a breakfast like that. So we brought we brought the big breakfast energy. Just so ho- <laughs> awesome. That's what i Big we need we need more we need more big breakfast energy with events. So
0: oh my god. <laughs> That's true actually. Um I wonder like what tools do you use to like okay, so what number one question is like, you know, you started like at the right beginning of like web three when you're like posting content on LinkedIn about web three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, like, right, right. What, like I, I think I kind of, like, first, not first discovered, the first time we got to connect it, where, like, we're both on, like, the Top Voice thing. But, like, I've been following for a long time. Um, Hi, Nicole, by the way. So I've been following a long time before that. And I wonder, like, um, you know, when you were, like, start posting, how do you generate the first badge of people to go to your dinner? Uh, Or, like, go to your brunch, by the way. Uh, Um, And then, like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: This is the first one I did, you know, it's funny, one of my LinkedIn connections, I mean, it was an interesting time when I started to post and build community, right? Because we were like coming in and out of the pandemic. We were like starting and stopping. There was like a bunch, you know, there's a bunch of shutdowns and then startups again. So people had been bottled up for at least at least a year and a half and they were ready to start socializing with the humans. So that took advantage of that fact. And then the fact that it was just the NFT web three space was getting a lot of buzz. It was just mm-hmm. all over the news. It was just crazy. People were just, mm-hmm. they didn't even understand it. I, I didn't even understand it. You're like, you're, you can make millions buying cartoons that are attached to a blockchain. And <laughs> it was, it was, it was insane. It was, it was, so <laughs> it, it, was it, it was just like this perfect storm of just craziness and VCs. I don't think we're betting companies as well. as They should have been, but <laughs> I, 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 uh, so I, I like, f- cause I went to USC and right after I graduated in like 2006, I had like started like trying to do these events for professionals with uh, a, cl- a classmate of mine and it didn't, it didn't really go anywhere, but I was, I was like interested in like hosting events. So then one of the people that I had met on LinkedIn, one of the, fr- it was like, I think it was like literally my first LinkedIn, I would say blind date. It wasn't like a date date. It was just like, it was just a guy I met that connected and said, Hey, you want to meet mm-hmm. up? So I met up with them. This guy A. Obama, from um, from uh, from Israel, and he had happened to be in LA, so we just met up and we started talking. Started talking about my journey and kind of what I was doing on LinkedIn. He's like, "I love your content," and then he's like, "You really need to think about like like thought leadership and bringing people together." So that's the seed of the idea. So he had happened to be in town for a couple of weeks. He's like, "Why don't we curate a VIP dinner?" So that that's the that's the seed of how it happened. I think we we were going to do like eight people. I had made a reservation for like eight people and then like 20 people showed up and Sohaos wanted to literally murder me. They're just like, you can't do this. You can't, you can't make a reservation for eight people and then have 20 people sitting around a table. But the energy was electric. I was like, okay, we're onto something because people, people got invited in and they kept adding other people. And I did it with Justin, uh, my, my uh, co-author of the book. So yeah, it was, so we were like, okay, we're onto something. People, there's 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 we we exceeded like capacity by you know you know 2x so, so i was like okay we're on to something there's there's obviously an appetite for this so i said okay we have sort of our use case and then i convinced my company at the time i was like uh, i think there was a there was a conference coming up i don't i don't i don't i don't know if it was it, it may have been nft nyc or is miami i don't know maybe it was one of those my, uh, miami conferences i forget which one it was but it said hey like like why don't we do like a curated breakfast we've already done this one they started to see that i had a, a, a big follower account that was growing like crazy on linkedin so all those things together and and i had been obviously meeting people on linkedin and connecting them for various business conversations so all those things together basically validated all right we'll sponsor this we see the value in this and bringing people together and we like think you have an amazing network so that was sort of the thing and then we just started to continue to build from there and we started doing more and more events uh but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's how it happened. So, I again, I wanted to just take everybody on the journey with me, bring them together. I think we were all kind of figuring it out. I mean, we're still figuring it out. I mean, that's why we did our show this week in Web3. I think we we're trying to explain all the things that are going on. I mean, it's still, I think, I think we have a clear path now to where things need to go. But I mean, it was crazy times, there was a lot of hype. A lot of it wasn't based on fundamentals, but that we were, but people were excited, and I think people at the end of the day were like, "All right, I want to do something bigger and better with my life," and that was like the the big hope of it, and bringing people together where you can meet other people to elevate your your professional and personal life. I think it was at the the DNA of it, and I think we could still get there. I think I think the key is to have the right leaders. I think a lot of the wrong people were leading the charge, but it's good. It's good most of them ha- will have disappeared because they just have never were in it for the right reasons but i think going forward we have the right people and that's that's why i i've sort of come to this revelation over the last few weeks but i want to use my book almost i don't know manifesto is the right word but sort of as the foundational element of really creating big change for creators because i think that's where i think there's there's a massive disconnect between all these creators. I mean, look at me and you. We've generated tens of millions of impressions for LinkedIn. We don't, you know, we don't get paid. We don't, we don't, we don't share in advertising revenues. And, you know, the only way we as creators, we have to like beg to find partnership deals or sponsors and this and that, but it's, it's not a business model. That's just like some of it just blind luck. And just, it's it's a lot of hustle on the side, but we're not being paid for our contributions. And I I don't want to even specifically pinpoint just LinkedIn, but if you really look at all the other platforms, the TikToks, the Instagrams, you know, the snaps of the world, the creators are just, people are like, oh, I want to be a creator. All these 11 year olds are saying that they, like their dream job, all these, you know, these young kids are dream jobs to be a TikTok creator, not a nurse or a doctor anymore, but they don't understand the business model is not figured out. So like somebody needs to lead the charge. So I want to use the book. The future community is really the basis to figure out a way for creators to come together and figure out a new path forward because the future community is really figuring out a new Business model for creators, I think. I think you have a couple different options. It's like one, create almost like a creators union. Why, like, why do not creators have the same rights as actors and, and writers and directors? It's kind of the same thing. So that's that's a big gap in the marketplace. And trust me, I, I I think you could get a lot of these social media companies on board if you make them part of the conversation. And one of them, they're all competing against each other. So if one of them comes on board and says, "Hey," We're going to support this initiative and actually address their needs. Well, that's where the creators are going to move because, you know, there's there's only an infinite, you know, there's not, you know, I guess there's a, a finite supply of really top tier creators. So you want to like these platforms are going to be competing to have them on their platforms. So I think you have them part of, as part of the conversation. But the splits, the like for creators, I mean, they, creators need to be getting paid more. So and that's going to even come into play with you know the Roblox, the Zappos, whatever, some more of these immersive platforms. But this is. There's like a massive opportunity here, and then number two is actually: are there going to be? Is are these existing platforms going to actually figure it out and 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 pay creators more, or are there going to be new platforms? Which I think goes back to what Web Three is trying to figure out: are there going to be new platforms that address this in a frictionless, easiest way? Easy way that onboards creators, brands, consumers. So I don't know, but that's that's where we're going with the book. I think there's a, there's a bigger movement at play. It's not just a book.
0: Mm. what is um future proof uh, by the way uh, how long do you have i know i asked for 30 minutes but like i don't how care oh like, uh, is it I, yeah i don't
1: i don't i don't know i thought we were talking for an hour so um yeah. okay perfect so.
0: that's uh, that's what i was yeah. what i was trying to do but like I didn't uh, want to sure a mega time commitment um what is future proof and how does it relate to roblox how will it help creators
1: so we're partnered with the number one Roblox builder in the world. They have over 250 full-time employees, full-time, mm-hmm. not contractors, full-time. A lot of people say they have full-time employees. They're liars. They don't have them. So, I mean, <laughs> a lot a lot of smoke and mirrors in Web3. These are full-time employees. These people, these are like W2 employees. They get healthcare. They're on the payroll. They work all the time for this company. And they've done, I mean, they work. They build for the biggest brands, you know, the Amazons, the Sheens, the Spotify's of the world we just got our first deal done with them a little while ago we're working on a couple other big deals that hopefully will get finalized here shortly uh i mean i just saw oh, that that's where is, brands... this like a,
0: is this like an agency so you're building so basically essentially you're connecting the brands like the L'Oréals or elo yoga to the the builder from roblox and then you guys um kind of like collab yeah. on that way that end
1: yeah yeah we're i mean we're one of only they're very particular about who they work with we're we're one of only a couple people that are actually partnering with so as mm-hmm. much as people would love to say that they can go just go and think they can have the same deal in place they don't i mean we've I've, again it goes back to relationships i've <laughs> i spent over over a year, year and a half building this relationship and it initially started you want to know how you know you want to know how i got the deal done here did i met him to the airport the key decision maker. i he drove he him to the airport that's, the that's airport. how i did yeah, it. Yeah. yeah that he was going to take it an over and i said no i'll drive you he's like really i was like yeah i'll drive you i just was like i thought it was like the nice thing to do and i, I actually wasn't doing it just because i thought that would help us get the deal done like i just literally i was just like i'm just driving the airport and like it's a small thing like that that it goes back to human fundamentals and relationship building like it's it's a small thing that you wouldn't think is a big deal but it's like it was it was it was massive and then since that time flown to Sweden uh, and and met up uh, with uh, some of the team there, met uh, some of the team in Portugal, met some of them here in LA, then met up uh, with the CEO uh, and the co-founder last week in CES Vegas. So it's like we're part of the family. I mean, I put in the work, I put in the work to build the relationships, you know, you have to put in, you can't just think, oh, like, oh, I'm just gonna come in and like, gonna get a deal done. That's not the way it works. Relationships take, a real good relationship's going to probably take at least a year. Is my guess. It's at least a year. People have to be patient. You can develop a relationship quicker, but a really good one where you can really start to see things move along, yeah, it takes at least a year, I think. But um, so yeah, that's that's how that happens. So we're 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 not like full time employees of the company, but we're very much part of the family. And then the second part of the company is we're building a community building platform for these brands uh, th- that. I guess would be, I wouldn't say it's a Discord killer, but it's a better solution for these brands as they enter these immersive environments like Roblox. So it's a a needed thing because Roblox right now has a community building platform, but I don't think it's really used. I, I think it's not actually good. And I don't even think it's a core focus of Roblox. So we're building a product alongside that. That's not my specific area of expertise, but we basically sort of Open the dialogue with our partner to help us incubate that product alongside a lot of their brands. Which is obviously, as you know, if you have the brands, the big brands to help scale your product, you're in a great position. So that's that's sort of the second part of the the company. Um, but I'm going to lean in. What I, I'm I'm going to lean in on people that are really more talented than me. I I want to make sure I'm the dumbest person in my company. So I will bring on the smartest people as possible to help me execute. I have no ego. Like if you're going to bring, like, I don't, I don't, I, that's the thing about startups. You probably, I mean, my biggest thing I've been in multiple startups, startups that I've worked at, they've, the founders have been good at raising money. They've actually been pretty good at hiring smart people, but it usually all falls apart when they do not let those smart people do their jobs. So from what I've seen, I think there's more at play, but a lot of it is that because more often than not, they don't have their business model figured out. And those smart people usually can help you figure it out, but they never lean in on them to help you do that. So my thing is I surround myself with smart people, let them do what they do best. No ego for me, I'm not, I'm, not I'm, I'm here to support great people and let them do what they're supposed to do. So yeah, so I guess that's future proof in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. We have an amazing partner, I feel blessed. Product market fit's a beautiful thing. It's way easier to get these deals done because most of these companies that we're getting deals done with, they have an RFP, they have a budget, they typically have a use case to generate revenue, and then here, here's the here's the thing that here's the thing that's actually what I'm finding is most of these companies that are doing Roblox typically have an executive whose kids are playing in Roblox. It's almost ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time they have the data point, they have the stickiness, they understand the platform that they're going to build the brand in. They're they're watching their kids. The average dwell time is almost two and a half hours per day of a kid in Roblox. So. They have that stickiness that like where well, you didn't have that with these other so-called metaverses, uh mm-hmm. that you know just never gain traction. So I mean Roblox has what like 70 million daily active users? It's dumb, it's like it's insane. So nobody's even close second. So uh, so yeah. I mean, there's a in Asia, which is super interesting too. That's the one that people should look out for. That's like 70% female, it has all the K-pop girls. So I don't Wait, even like what? I don't know the exact demographic of a K-pop. Zepetto in uh, in South Korea. It's uh, it has all. It's, it's like seven. Zepeto,
0: How do you spell it? It's just Z P E. Zepeto,
1: Z E P E. Yeah, Z E P E T O.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, like, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, why do you guys build on Roblox? Now you just explained it, and like basically, you can transform all the Web three partnerships that you've built early on like you know like you already super plug into the ecosystem and then like obviously roblox is gonna um take the lead on this one like because they're pretty established and people are spending actual time into these metaverses or like people spending time online in general um i wonder like yeah yeah, so to address Nicole's question, Nicole asked, like, m- many sales type of strategies push volume on t- um, connecting on LinkedIn. How do you ensure the value value in volume when you have such a strategy? Uh what does this mean? So like basically it's like I'm not exactly sure what that means. Do you do you understand the question?
1: No, I didn't, I didn't no no read, read it again. I'll I'll try to make sense of it. What, what read it read one more time? Many thing.
0: many sales type type strategies push volume on connecting on LinkedIn. How do you ensure the value in volume when you have such a strategy? Like a bunch of people add people on LinkedIn. Oh, I don't yeah, yeah, a, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. I yeah. I, I,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think she's uh, I think she's talking quantity over quality on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just to, yeah gain lot of impressions, gain followers. Yeah. I've struggled that with myself. I, I get I get it. Yeah that's that's definitely oof. Yeah. That's, that's, it's hard to balance. Um, I mean, like I, I did a post, I had a viral post last year on LinkedIn and had almost a million impressions. I didn't, I didn't literally have one meaningful connection. Nobody reached out because of it. A lot of times you'll have a post that's just like, so, so, mm-hmm. and, and somebody will reach out because they see it, it comes through your feed. So I, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a balancing act though, but you know, the more followers impressions you have, the more people see your stuff. So it's like, I, again, my my approach, my approach. This is the way I approach my LinkedIn. I just program it like my own TV network. So I think you just got to be funneling, funneling, it. I mean, if you've noticed, a lot of a lot of co- the bigger content creators, I mean, they're like the, the days of just doing one or two posts on LinkedIn are done. I mean, you almost need to be posting out six to eight pieces of content. And and I noticed it. I noticed it four or five months ago. I was like, why is Gary Vee literally doing a post every hour? But I think you need. I think it's. I think it is a little more volume. The algorithms change. It's more of a knowledge sharing platform that's now favored. So certain things that used to work don't work as well. The, the incessant commenting, hooks, things like that. Those are those are fine. I think they work on some level, but I think at the end of the day, the algorithm really fail, uh, favors knowledge sharing. I think video is obviously great. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you just have to, you just have to, you just have to like focus on that balance between obviously generating a lot of noise and. Uh, for your brand, but then also trying to filter back on like where I need to spend my time. So, yeah, I think I think the key, I think the key is like if you're going to really want to connect with somebody, if you're going to send them a connection request, please, please write something in there. I mean, I have 3,500 connection requests that I have, like I haven't even looked at, and most of them have no notes. So, like, why am I gonna? I mean, I can you're gonna like put the onus on me to sit there and like figure out what brand you work at, what you do. Like, I don't, I don't have time for that. Like, if you like write me a quick note, just be like, hey. love love your content, I do this, would love to connect. That may oftentimes get me to respond back. But we're inundated. We're all so busy. We have so much going on. There's so much noise being like drummed through, not only our LinkedIn, but just our daily lives, with emails and other social platforms and life and calls and this and that. So I guess make it easy to connect, be really to the point. But... Mm. yeah i mean i made some that's how i got my book deal uh, like a lot of times i mean i don't know what feature that is on linkedin but a lot of times the feature where it comes straight to my email what is that the in feature I mean, that's yes, actually the, that's the best that. way to get a hold of me it's i know really, but it works it you know, works it works. It's totally works yeah it works
0: oh yeah i i don't check my email yeah. because i got every day i got a notification like a thousand the notification from every random stuff on, happening on linkedin like I don't know. I don't I don't remember. It was like yeah. oh so and so just push out a newsletter. I'm like I don't know this person but like I got a newsletter thing but like I mean I love yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, but yeah. Like that feature is I mean I I was not really using it. But uh, obviously you are using it yeah. so that's good. Um I uh, wonder I mean I don't I don't
1: know if I mean I, I'm not I mean I'm actually on the receiving end. I'm not typically. I have done it a few times but uh I'm yeah, not I mean, you are, doing you're as many using it about like yeah, adding
0: so you obviously are reading yeah yeah so yeah i don't i don't read that. i am
1: i am reading but it got but but it sticks out i was like oh that's cool like that's an email that's like it's it, it, it separates you i mean you could do the other sneaky end around too you could try you could try to connect with somebody on maybe one of their social media platforms that where they're not as active i mean i only have i have only like 1200 instagram followers so you could like be sneaky and do that that actually kind of mm-hmm. works too because i don't i don't have that much noise on there and that's that's obviously more for just my personal enjoyment. I'm not even, I don't really have any business, business objectives there. It's just more like fun, creative outlet for me, but you know, I mean, think outside the box a little bit. That, that's my advice
0: what's your thought on like you know inviting people to your event so like i feel like i always saw the luma links people are using and that's what i was planning on using doing my event but i wanted to send everybody like a personalized invite but on the other hand it's like okay so what's the conversion rate let's say if like half of people are not really living in the city anymore or like they they're like traveling somewhere how do you go about the invitation part um would you just send like uh, i mean
1: people, or? how many people are you inviting to your event are you throwing like a, a rave how many no, people are you throwing? no
0: no like i was thinking about just 50 like 30 50 well now why? i
1: mean honestly i i just send a lot of texts uh WhatsApps. uh that's mm. yeah i just and then and then and then i usually if if there's somebody that i know has a really strong network like a justin i'll be like hey we're doing this dinner like hey invite you know I'll give them the criteria and be like, Hey, you know, invite this to, you know, your network already, you've already, I trust that it's vetted. So that's, I'll typically do like 10, 15 of those. And that that's like, you know, that that's the initial way to start it. Then I have a a spreadsheet of just people that have been in my other events or people that I'm dealing with, uh, in terms of just like different, uh, business conversations and things like that. then I'll probably just do a a LinkedIn post, a few LinkedIn posts. Those also help. Um, Mm -hmm yeah i mean that's that's the the, the, the process
0: but like do you just take everybody from linkedin posts i'm sure if you post something on linkedin there's like four now around the world
1: yeah yeah you can't take every yeah you can't take everybody just because they may not be a specific fit but you know the other thing too is i assume that your partner is going to have their list as well i mean it becomes very easy all of a sudden like your partner probably has they may take half the list. So all of a sudden it becomes really easy. It's not, it, it comes together really, really quickly to be honest with you. So I would just say really lean in on some of those super connectors, uh, in your network that have those crazy networks and it'll come together super quick. So, and then there'll be a few surprise people that, that get invited that also have crazy networks. It, it all, it happens quickly. Mm-hmm. It happens very quickly. So, so awesome. yeah, it's fun. It, you'll, you'll figure out, you'll, yeah, you, the first one will be good. They'll, they'll probably be I, I don't I actually think it'll be way more successful than you probably even think it's going to be. You're going to kill it. So, and honestly, San Francisco, I feel I feel like San Francisco, I mean, I've done a lot of events over the last 3 years. I feel like San Francisco's a little underserved. So, um I think there's a big opportunity to do something really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So Another question for you is, you know, a lot of the listeners are their funders or like startup um, people or like investors, they're trying to grow like, basically a community of co- like customers, essentially, let's say, especially like, you know, these SaaS related products. Um, I think it's probably different than like, you know, consumer facing products. Um, I wonder how would you kind of like build a community Tailored towards that, and then if you're an investor, what tools would you invite? Uh, what tool would you invest to kind of like make in the community space that are making it better?
1: Um, they should invest in my company's community building tool, right? Mm -hmm. No, uh, but seriously, like uh, there's a lot of community building tools, but I, yeah, 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 but you know, there's 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 a lot of again. There's probably thousands of community building tools right now uh but it's like to scale you have to have the right partners obviously so ideas are one thing execution is another um i mean i've used linkedin we're actually going to partner with this company eq ticketing which i'm super excited about it's super it's super clean um i should i can i can make you an intro you should check them out so I mean, you know, you don't want to use Eventbrite. That is just like that is so not on brand for anybody. Yeah. It's just so generic. It's <laughs> like, um, yeah, so d- no, definitely no do not use Eventbrite. You, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's like good for conferences, but for like intimate events, like a lot of people use Luma in the Bay Area.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think this EQ ticketing. I'm going to send it to you. It's like, yeah, I, I've seen the Luma. I don't I'm not a big fan of like, it's still it just feels a little cheap, man. I I, I think you I can take it up a notch Is EQ ticketing. I'll, uh, here, wait, maybe can I, uh, there's no thing in the chat, but uh here, wait, maybe I can just forward it to you real quick. um It's clean. It's nice. um Or maybe, wait, maybe you can just look at their website I mean,
0: here. EQ, yeah, so you I think do. it's... EQ tickets?
1: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, uh, let me make sure I have this right here. Hold on. Let me, um, I'm doing a plug for them and I haven't even... Uh, wait, we, we should
0: have your, like, promotional code or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah my promotional code uh let's see here wait a second uh oh, like
0: email. do you send EQ- people oh, right, here, here, right here yeah okay do you send this link to they send what or, do you send a link for people to register or do you have to secretly messaging them with something push vip i uh, anyway. Just
1: send them a the link but because because no you send them a link and then typically you'll have an option to approve them. They can register, but then you still have to approve, right? So um, I think that's the thing too. You, you know, you can have it. You can have it set up here. I'm just going to send you this here. Uh,
0: Emily mentioned there's one. push VIP is another one. Um, I wonder, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think like something clean, them,
1: yeah. clean, sexy. It's, 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 I just think there's a, uh, and also I I, I want to like, I want to work with partners that just get stuff done. So, I'm I'm only saying yes to stuff where that uh, where the partner can actually help me execute. That's that's my new mantra. I only say yes if I, there's somebody to execute it because I think I think it needs to be easy. We're busy, right? I mean, we're just busy. Yeah. So,
0: um um what you also this. mentioned about like VIP dinners, I wonder like, you know, I also yeah. heard people suggest me to do like Small dinner pre-event, and I wonder how would you go about it. And I feel like that's also upfront cost. Like, do you need to get a sponsor for a VIP dinner, or like do VIP yes. pay for the VIP dinner? Yes. Would they yes. pay?
1: No. no, 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 no. Find a sponsor. Find a sponsor. Find a sponsor. I think. I mean, you could have them pay. But that's a pain. You have to like. You have to like. Yeah, that's a pain. Just find. it. Just find a sponsor. You'll. You're in the Bay Area. There's plenty of VCs, law firms startups just don't don't pay for grace you have an amazing network stop it no you're not like none of this like think big like you people should be paying people should be knocking down the door to work with you and get access to your network so that's it so that's, if it. No, you, wants that, to that's sponsor, it No, no more.
0: if anyone wants to sponsor john or my future events please comment or message us <laughs> we're always looking for more yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um
1: yep yep I, that's 100 percent yeah so don't I think that's it. Yeah. Your, 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 um your network is amazing. So um, yeah,
0: your network is amazing too. And what's next for you? That's my last real question.
1: Well, I mean, the, the next is this creator initiative. So I think I'm going to really run with the book and really see what we can do to make change for creators. So I think that's the big opportunity. Cause I'm like, eh, books are books, whatever. So me, I appeal out books. I mean, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if I've read my entire book. So, uh, cause Justin wrote part of it too. So I mean, it's like reading a book is like a big undertaking, but, but the truth, that's it is a true story. So, uh, I think we need to use this book as the foundational element to make real change for creators, because I do believe that this there's, there's just all, I'm just watching things happening. Like these, these layoffs are happening faster and faster. AI is speeding up things. We're all just like training Training these these models like a bunch of dummies like we're training whatever you think about AI whatever you think about it like people take a step back and don't be dumb you're like oh it helps me do my job faster you're a moron you're literally training these models to do your job faster you're literally training your like these models so that your job will be eliminated like think about it like that inherently is what is happening yeah there'll be some yeah of course but most of those jobs are gonna be okay but but Grace those jobs are gonna mostly be for people. That probably are studying AI right now, or you're gonna have to go back to school. People that actually have been in the workforce for a significant significant amount of time, maybe have families and kids, like it's just not realistic. You have to like yeah, like just like take a step back. Yeah, somebody that's studying AI now, yeah, they're probably gonna create a bunch of new jobs, but a lot of people are gonna get left out. So and the point is is the point is that that okay, big companies, there's no loyalty anymore. A lot of jobs are going to be eliminated. Maybe new jobs will be created, but you pro- more people. More often than not, people are not going to fit the bill for those new jobs. And then, like they were like, oh well, the, now people can do this whole creator thing and like work for themselves. Well, yeah, well, there's no business models in place right now for creators to really make money. The reality is, there was just an article in TechCrunch about us. It. Like the reality is, like unless you get like brand partnership deals or or you know like other types of like ancillary revenues you're not going to make money as a creator it's just you're just not it's it's very difficult cuz the platforms are not going to let you share in the advertising revenue so how do you make money right so i think there's there needs to be change there needs to be somebody to speak up for creators cuz that yeah that, that the economy is working like moving towards this creator economy but right now creators have no rights really for the most part they don't they don't youtube splits things 50-50 but other than that most of these platforms are not giving the majority of the revenues to to the creators not they're not even giving them half the revenues for the most part so the splits are dumb they're just there's an opportunity for real change so i think that's what we need to do so yeah this book needs to be the foundational element for something bigger than us so there you go that's so that's what's next
0: amazing okay so where can we find you that's my last last question
1: where I mean, where can you find me? I'm on LinkedIn like 90, 90 times a day. Where, where can we find me <laughs> on LinkedIn? <laughs> where else are you going to find me? Yeah, yeah, mostly LinkedIn. That's it. I mean, you can find me on Instagram. I mean, if you want to see like the the more like chill, laid back, fun side of John, find me on Instagram at John. Karrusky.
0: You but, forgot um, Threads. Threads you forgot like, me you know,
1: thrift. you know, it's you know, Threads. You know, Threads is I have a love hate relationship with Threads. I mean, it's wild. I, I started posting right at the end of the year. Uh, and I think I just caught. I think it took a bunch of old LinkedIn content, kind of repurposed it, and then it just caught on like wildfire. But I, I literally think that ninety percent of these people think I'm John Krasinski, the actor, which is <laughs> stupid. So because because our, our names are basically the same, and it's not. And I wasn't even trying to pretend to be him. But I literally started to take off. I think there's so many people that are mad. They're just like, oh, I'm unfollowing you now because you're not. Him. I never said I was. I ne- like literally, I didn't lie. I literally, I literally never lied about any of it. Like I literally, my my name is John Kraske. That is my name. It's uh, that's true story. I wasn't trying to like, you know, try to like, you know, say that I was like, you know, you know, John Pitt or Brad, you know, Brad, you know, Pitt or whatever, you know, it's like, I was truthfully honest, but yeah, I gained, which is crazy. I mean, I gained, I gained over 40,000 followers in literally two weeks, which is insane. Which is stupid, like and but the problem is the problem. But the problem is, is do I have a community of people that actually want to follow me, or they do I have a community of people that think they're following John Krasinski? So I have no idea. So I have it's it's a weird thing now that I need to blend. I need to be somewhat entertaining and fun, which I think I am, but also keep these people somewhat happy or hopefully not piss them off. So yeah. So you can follow me on Threads. I think you can DM on Threads now. I I don't know. I Threads is still. Still in the incubation phase it's like a it's like a newborn baby it's still a lot has happened well, so. slide
0: into john's dm over threads people that's the only way yeah that's, right,
1: that's it find me find me find me on threads threads
0: Amazing. yes uh have you been on threads I mean after you've been you, on threads after you like majorly yelling at me over whatsapp I, yes I did use threads for like yeah. a day or something but yeah I just like have the less mental capacity to branch out to major platforms, but I feel like one day I will definitely pick it up. But on that note, thank you so much. Yeah. John, yeah, yeah. Name, and I will let you go back to, you know, amazing changing the world one creator at a time, but okay. Let's also- do it.
1: You're part of the book. You're part of the change. Know, you're part right? of the change. Okay. Remember we'll you're part of the book. By the part way. Of the change. All right, and uh, mm-hmm. and maybe we partner up on an event. Let's let's talk about partnering up it. on an event uh, this year because I do have a title sponsor for a bunch of events this year, and I think it would be super interesting to explore doing something in San Francisco. So let's talk. Let's let like, seriously. Sure. Let's let's do something. So let's there you go. So there okay. you go. You got you already have potentially your next sponsor for your next event. All right.
0: Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> My first event wasn't all right. starting. Anyway, okay. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. We'll do. All we'll right, do it right. this year.
1: take care bye
0: bye let me end stream